tonight on Alpha's Back in Platform. James Sheaves. But, but then a counterpoint, Willy probably lacks the imagination to think of a dinosaur breathing fire. Katya Zinina. In some cases, people may like look like giraffes. Gumba Master. Please kill me. And me, Byron Hussey. Hashtag Elf Crisis 2017. That's it. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Elf is Back in Podform. Episode 29. 29. Probably 29, right? Uh, I think so. Sure. Okay, it's 29. Um, what's it called again? Take a look at me now. Take a look at me now. This is a very exciting episode, but first I am joined by James Chiefs. Hey! Katya Zenina. Hello! And Gumba Master. Hello! Hi. Hi. So this is a an exciting episode of ALF because... Alf meets, or Raquel Akmanik sees Alf for the first time, sort of properly. Um, mm-hmm. And Alf speaks to her, and it causes a lot of problems, which we can get into. Um, but first, how is everybody doing? Just, just great. It's all just great. Yeah? Mm-hmm. This is a... We've been, uh, we've been very busy with uh, separate... Uh, projects. Yeah, this podcast is the, the first the first um, Alf podcast in. I guess it's been a couple of months. Um, the uh, I've been sort of tinkering with some other projects, which have not really quite panned out yet. Um, and also, I was kind of um, getting a little bit uh, sort of de- dejected that like there, you know, we don't have very many listeners so i thought like maybe this uh, this episode we could take this opportunity to kind of like um you know play with the format a little bit like talk through some like cool things we could do to kind of bring in more more listeners yeah uh, guys have any any ideas uh celebrity guests oh yeah that's a great idea warwick, warwick davis <laughs> was he ever an elf he probably uh could play Alf in a reboot. Maybe. I think he's a little bit bigger than Michu. I mean, he could be, play like a huskier Alf. Yeah. He could be Alf's big brother. <laughs> I forget. Middlefoot. Does, yeah, middle does Alf have a uh, brother in the canon? I Alf, forget. you never told me you had a brother. <laughs> you never asked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can get a, yeah, get around perfect. anything. I didn't Cut. know you were a writer for this show, James. I think I was a I was a writer on Star Trek Five. I guess I never asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Katya, do you have any uh, suggestions for how we can um, improve listenership? Uh, well, I've been suggesting the show to many people. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's a start. Yeah, and uh, people are usually quite intrigued. How about this? How about we say this is 
only loosely an ALF podcast, and it's actually like just a general humor podcast. And also, um, we could say like, let's say anybody listening now, if you like the show, give us some uh, some feedback in on Twitter using the hashtag Alpha's Beck and Pod form. Is that good? That's Sounds right. good. And if we get some feedback, then we'll know people are listening and we should keep it up. And if we don't, then we could just like maybe like sort of, you know, euthanize this program and do something else. No, I will never <laughs> let you do that. This I is mean, the best, the best thing we've ever done in our lives. So I think we could, we could keep doing it, but like maybe there's like a, another podcast we could do in addition to this and then sort of gradually get this done throughout the next like 10 or 15 years, you know? Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what the, uh, the Twitter feedback looks like. Um, hashtag alphas back in pod form. Hashtag alf crisis 2017. Hashtag cuckoo of the week. Well, I don't know what that means. Oh, right. there from the episode. Forgot. Cuckoo of the week. Okay, so you guys want us to start talking about uh, Elf? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Gumba, you? Yeah, sure. Okay. So this is the third episode of the second season. I forgot to look up, like, when it aired. Do we care about that? No. Uh... (laughs) Tony Topola can fill us in later. <laughs> I will talk about the uh, the song. The song is uh, Phil Phil Collins' song called "Take Take a Look at Me Now." Um, it was released in 1984 on the album Again Against All Odds. I just adjusted my uh, volume, so I made like a Windows sound effect in the middle of my talking. Nice. It's very unprofessional um we probably just lost three listeners from that <laughs> oh, I, hate, I know i just windows. i just in i just reflexively just hit close all programs when that happens to me yeah cannot stand to hear any uh operating system sound effects it just breaks the emotion yeah well we're professional we're profession professionals professionals <laughs> Um, so do you guys like that song? Um, I like all, all of these songs that they make reference to. I, I have like very vague rec- recollections of them, like playing on radio stations. Like it's not an, ever anything that I've like listened to. Yeah. You wouldn't like pop this into a boom box and just kind of groove to it. Uh, you know, probably like, not cleaning the house or something or like. Putting your top down on your uh, like uh, Subaru. <laughs> yep, my convertible Subaru. <laughs> convertible Subaru, and uh, which is like the most uh, Australian car I could think of. Because of the, because of the Outback. <laughs> no, because I just happen to know that a lot of people drive Subarus there, and I think um... that's what led to the Outback. <laughs> Probably no more than anywhere else, I mm. would think. I think it's sort of this is one of those like 
a fish doesn't know he's swimming kind of <laughs> questions. Like, I just take it for granted that there's thousands of Subarus around. Fish doesn't know what car is driving. Do, kind of thing. do crabs on the bottom of the ocean think that fish can fly? Wow, that's really deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My boyfriend is driving a Subaru right now. I guess... Well, um, that's uh yeah i guess that settles it jeez hate to be right all the time he's not a fish though no human i understand that subarus are sort of the official car of the lesbian community and this is not just a stereotype i think that subaru actually um specifically targeted lesbians for for some reason is this offensive should i not talk about this uh, I hadn't heard that. I guess I, I like. It. I heard about that. They're yeah, sort I of did. butch. Well, I, I didn't. I, I wouldn't think say the that. Subarus are more the car of people who like to casually off-road and people who like to make obnoxious noise with their vehicles. Yeah. Which okay. I heard that might intersect significantly with lesbians. Sure. <laughs> the nice thing about Subarus is that they all have four-wheel drive standard. Uh-huh. So, take that and do with it what you will. So... I I will. Take a look at me now. Alf's third episode of season two starts with Alf and Brian are in the backyard. And Brian is wearing a uh, ridiculous sweatshirt. Looks like Can you a... Describe uh, it? It's I think it's yellow. It's kind of puffed out tucked in all these kinds of weird ways weird ways and i think it looked like a car on it maybe does this ring a bell guys i should no. check like i i was uh, daily motion and i don't see the pre thing the hmm. cold open <laughs> oh that's right you know i did this actually is, um, this is all nonsense i did link to the uh the full episode on uh um, google drive in the uh the invitation. In the invitation? Yeah. This is a self-inflicted wound at this point. Totally legal. I, I'm Very in legal. the invitation right now, and I'm not saying it. Well, yeah, it's legal because... Oh, that's a cool swear. <laughs> it's legal uh, because yeah. I say it is, okay? It's legal. <laughs> it is, of course. Okay, so... Yeah, so... He's got so a cool sweater. It has, like, a photo. It has a photo printed on it. Whoa. I think something i have no idea what that is oh it's a dinosaur breathing fire i think and there's a rocket that's really cool i'll uh i'll open it up too too hold on i'm checking it out this is gonna be great this is great podcasting oh yeah pretty radical for brian yeah it's like a it's like a t-rex with like is there a zeppelin attacking it So this is how they died. <laughs> um, do you think uh, Brian chose that shirt himself, or do you think uh, that's his parents' choice? Uh, I don't know. When when do children start picking out their own clothes? I think it just depends on the family, but I don't think it's a very liberal family Brian is living in, you know? Yeah, I think, I think that, that they're uh, very controlling and that they probably picked it out for him. 
But but then a counterpoint, Willie probably lacks the imagination to think of a dinosaur breathing fire. Well, I mean, I don't think they designed the shirt. I think they just picked it out from available he, he shirts. Would, he would he would see like a nice you know plain tan sweater or taupe or I don't think know, I don't think Willie would go or... on this shopping trip. I think it would just be Kate. Willie would be at home like playing with his ham radio. Mm. <laughs> Maybe Willie is not brave enough to buy something like that for himself. Yet he wishes he could. And so he lives Bye. vicariously through his son. Yeah. 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 So, um, Alf is, uh, sampling. I think a, there's like an echo happening. Not sure. Uh, I think it can... echoes through James. Oh, come on. James? Come on now. <laughs> no, I think it's good now. It's, yeah, it's good. Fine. Well, I turned it down, so I guess it was me. Yep. James is the uh, the problem. <laughs> the problem. Um, so, Alf is... Uh, so, apparently the Tanners have had a avocado tree in their backyard this whole time that, that grows, like, perfectly good, huge avocados. Is this normal? <laughs> like, in California, do people just have, like, avocado trees? Yes. Uh, like, hundreds of avocados on them? If you have an avocado tree, then uh, you don't have to buy them. Yeah. I mean, like, guacamole is expensive, man. I can make my own guacamole. So but what is going on here? So, keeps so, Alf, so Alf is, um, like, inspecting each avocado and taking a bite. Um, it's not clear what he's what his criteria are, other than that. Brian finds one that allegedly has a worm in it, and Alf becomes excited by that. Yeah, so was he, he was looking for a worm. He was looking for a worm the whole time? I think so, yeah. It seems like an inefficient way to look for a worm. Like, hope <laughs> yeah. it's going to be in an avocado. Maybe some specific uh, species of, like, avocado worms, you know? It, uh, you cannot find them under a rock. Only yeah. find them. Avocados. Mm. Avocado fed worm would be probably a, a good flavor of worm. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at these avocados and um I think uh Kate calls Brian in for dinner and Alf is disappointed to learn after Brian leaves that the avocado does not have a worm in it. So he continues his search and lo and behold runs into Raquel Akmanik and says, Oh hey Raquel. Oh howdy. Oh howdy? <laughs> yeah, he does say howdy. <laughs> says howdy Raquel and she screams multiple times. Everyone screams. Comedy. Yeah. Happens. Mm -hmm. La laugh out loud, laugh riot, comedy. So um, that's it. We cut to, to the uh, credits. Anything to add? <laughs> uh, no, that was yeah. described beautifully, Byron. 
Thanks. I have lots to add to this sequence that I haven't viewed. You, oh, that's right. I forgot you you had uh, failed to watch the correct version prior well, to the, you know what, what you missed. The episode. Um, so after the credits, it turns out that... Um, oh, by the way, so you missed that. That's like the key event of the whole episode. Of course, but Raquel Nothing does, else uh, makes sense. Later. But you didn't see it. So I think the I think the acts are structured such that uh, if you tune in midway through the show, they uh, uh, write it so that you can basically figure out what's going on. It's really clever. It's like yeah, a yes. uh, it's like fractal logic. Like you can just like zoom in on one point and see the entirety of the structure. Beautiful. Like poetry. Mm-hmm. Poetry. So what happens next? Like, uh, Alf is, uh, hides in the closet? Uh-huh. Yep. The, uh, uh, Trevor comes over, right? And uh-huh. Raquel. Trevor and Raquel, Raquel come over. Because Raquel's flipping out. Uh-huh. Because yeah. she saw a spaceman or something. A monster. A monster, monster. she says. Hideous and monster. And she describes him, she describes him like Bigfoot, only little. <laughs> Yeah, and Alf like looks down at his uh, his feet for this as he's listening to this description. So uh, they're trying to. Uh, I mean, the Tanners try to tell Raquel that she's imagining things. That they're right. sure there's no monster. He's gaslighting her. Yeah. So yeah. Totally. This is where the gaslighting begins. And the Tanners never fully deviate from the plan to just convince Raquel that she's a psychotic. Yep. She proposes to call Alien Task Force. They talk her out of that because she did it once. So is this like this is like um, textbook like gaslighting uh-huh. and manipulation like. They, she has a, she has, she's correct, and she has the right idea, and they talk her out of it because, oh, she thought, you know, she was wrong before, right? But she was right before. Yep, poor Raquel. Is um, this supposed to be light, lighthearted? I'm questioning why she uh, seems to have a, a secretive government agency on speed dial. It was um pretty common in the eighties for like right. middle aged women to like read the weekly world news and weird like UFO tabloids like that and believe mm-hmm. in like paranormal stuff. More more so than today, I think. I think all of that kind of Paranoia has been subsumed by like the right wing into yeah, like no, they, specific. They read Breitbart. Yeah, all the, I think all that sort of untapped, um, kind of crank wingnut wingnut stuff was sort of directionless in the in the eighties, and um, and sort of got attached to like uh all, all these like insane UFO stories and and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no less Truly, insane it now. Truly, morning in America. But it's like, like now that's been kind of hijacked and, and politically target, targeted. 
So, um, they, uh, so what happens next? Necmonics leave. Right. And Alf can come out of the closet, <laughs> finally. He's... Wearing a hat and a trench coat. Yeah. He just got dressed not, up for fun. Not really, yeah, um, explained why. This is a fun guy, you know? Likes dressing mm -hmm. up, likes costumes. Yeah. He was wearing that once, I think, when he went on a date with his blind girlfriend. That's right. I think you're right. Same costume. So maybe he was nostalgic a little bit in that closet. About the past. About his, his lost love. Yeah. The blind woman. <laughs> he just dumped her. Besides, besides that, trench coats cost a lot, of mo a lot of money, so they... Gotta get it. ...to make yeah. get, get it... Money's worth out of yeah. it. Yep. Is what I think. So, uh, what happens next? What's the next scene after this? They one? go out the back and look, take a peek at the avocados. That's right. So they go outside. Mm hmm. And then that's where she threatens to call the alien task force. Mm hmm. And Trevor, this whole while, is very embarrassed by Raquel. Um, yeah. Kind of ashamed of her. And it's even hinted later in the episode that he contemplates leaving her, I think. Uh -huh. Because she's be Aww. become so unstable. <laughs> oh, it's very oh, dark. Poor Raquel. <laughs> he goes for like a long walk to think. <laughs> <laughs> She has the the Cassandra complex. No one, no one will believe her. Yep. Yep. It's like twelve monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so Alf is under house arrest. Uh, For a because, month. Uh, yeah, which is completely different to normal. <laughs> Raquel, because Raquel is <laughs> Raquel is gathering people outside to hunt this beast mm -hmm. and uh, and cause the TV and stuff like that. So. Uh, it, Alf says that he's been under house arrest for a month, but it was only two days. Yeah. In fact. But he's bored. Um, but I guess that just means he cannot go out in the garden. He can right. He can stay in the house, but he cannot mm -hmm. be in the garden. It makes sense because they established early in the episode that he likes to go out there and eat avocados. So he's being denied the one behavior we've seen him do in this episode. The worms. He's been denied the, the juicy worms that yeah. he was seeking. Um, oh, by the way, I think we have a mention of another one of um, Lynn's boyfriends. I think that's a little bit later. Oh. But sure? you can... I think that's close to the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, should we just skip to it? Sure. Okay. Sure. What's his name? Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, yeah. Lizard. Lynn is dating the weirdest guy. But Lash? It's cool. Lizard? Lash. Lizard. Did she have any uh, other... Uh... Yeah, she had another one who was uh, the, the karate master. But not him, the, uh, the actor who played him, right? Yeah, but he Autograph wasn't... Macho. Uh, 
then there was that guy Scott. Scott, yeah. that, that's him. That's him. She dumped him because he For had too normal of a name. <laughs> because he was human, clearly lizards are superior. Yeah. But actually, I have something to add to the story because today I was uh, rewatching parts of of the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. As you do. <laughs> yeah, because I was drawing Kate. Oh. Uh, and uh, in, I think, episode, season one, episode nine, Jump, if I'm not mistaken, when they're uh, sorting some old papers and discuss the previous boyfriends that Kate had when she was young. Oh, that's right. I think I remember this. And one of, and one of them was called Animal. <laughs> uh, so runs I guess in the family. Runs in the family, yep. So is Lynn's kind of path, she's going to go through like dozens of bad boys and then settle on a, a dweeb like Willie? I hope not. <laughs> you At hope least he breaks not, the, the, breaks the uh, chain. not the type of dweeb that Willie is. Right. I remember there was a character in the Cosby show, I think named Cockroach. Um, and it was one of Theo's friends. But I was, I was like, it was strange because he wasn't like. It didn't match his character at all. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it? Um, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. No, no, it was. Uh, it was definitely the Cosby Show. Greatest, greatest show name. of all time. It's possible that there was a character in uh, Fresh Prince called Cockroach. Also, I just never watched it, so I just don't know. Shared universe, perhaps. Yeah. I don't think it's a shared universe, because Cosby show shared a universe with a different world. Uh, which which, which was a, one was that? It was a spinoff. It was made for Lisa Bonet um, like when she went off to college, but then she quit the show immediately. <laughs> so it's like... No but longer had anything to do Cosby with the Cosby show. How could the Cosby show have been a spinoff written for someone else? Well, it was a spinoff for one of the other characters in the show. Who wasn't Bill Cosby. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, Frasier wasn't Cheers. It's a oh, she was spun out of the Cosby show. Yeah. Oh, and... I had it backwards. <laughs> okay. Like... Yeah, we'll, we'll make this new show, and it'll be a, called the Bill Cosby Show. But it, it's it's for you. We're doing it for you. Yeah, I think the uh, Bill Cosby Show um, was a uh, was an original, but I think it was heavily inspired by mm -hmm. Bill Cosby's stand up. So yeah. Needless to say, it was a great show, and there are no controversies surrounding it. Or uh -uh. the creator and lead actor. Yep. Billy Billiam Cosby. <laughs> so the legend. Um. So what happens next? Like so, uh, Ra Raquel is uh, pretty convinced she saw an alien, and she's tired of the haters and the doubters. So she decides to go on a TV show. Lenny Scott talk show. 
the Lenny Scott talk show, which is a local yep. talk show. Mm-hmm. I guess they they must have uh, a lot of uh, insane people there for it to run for for some time. Yeah. To have enough topics, or maybe it's just all you know, imaginary old Britain, your fiction. But I think, what um, she does is uh, she makes uh, a sculpture of Alf out of mashed potatoes. That's right. So. That is a reference to Close Encounters of the, was it fifth, third? I forget. Third kind? Uh, no, that's the sequel. <laughs> it is the third kind. <laughs> we think the sequel would <laughs> be the fourth kind. Or they would be far encounters of the third kind. Mm-hmm. Or far encounters of the fourth kind. You've got the whole cinematic universe set up. What about close, near misses of the third time? Yeah, avoid. <laughs> oh, man, I be love much of a film. So in that movie, Richard Dreyfus has visions of. A, I think that's the character's name, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> he has visions of a uh, a mountain which he sculpts out of mashed potatoes, and then he figures out that it's in Utah, I think. And then he goes there, and there are aliens, and they play music. I just feel like mashed potatoes are not that good for sculpting things out of them. Mm. Well, like you can do the general shape, but it's not so good for details. Yeah, yeah. I think that's evident that's in the uh, episode. I think it's to be fair, he's the it's based on a gag from a movie where he's just making a mountain so it's just a pile of potatoes yeah i i think that's uh kind of cool because i think alf usually doesn't go for something like that you know yeah but she makes it's a just, um, verbally and that's it she makes a alf pota- mashed potato sculpture and alf objects to it because like his ears are too big i think or was that on the sign she made? She made, uh, yeah, she just, uh, first she made some, and they put them on all all the lampposts around. Mm-hmm. And, and we never get to see the drawing. Short. That's terrible. I was waiting to see the really terrible drawing. Yeah. Uh, and we never, we were denied the drawing. That was uh, But at least sad. you got to see the mashed potato man. And the mashed mm-hmm. potato sculpture actually matched the, the description of the drawing because apparently it had Alf objected to the size of the ears and the mashed potato sculpture actually had very big ears. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know... It was just the, uh, the, the angle she was looking at Alf uh, made this, his You know, sometimes look- if you, like, consult with, like, Great filmmakers like Alfred Hitchcock, they'll tell you uh-huh. sometimes what you don't show is you know has more impact <laughs> than what you do. I think this is what this is a case of that. It had some impact on me. Yeah, I really right. wanted to see that drawing. <laughs> it made you really mad. Yep. So um, Trevor doesn't want her to go on that talk show because it's just like. Uh, it's They're making fun making, of making lunatics. fun of crazy people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, telling some weird stories, but she she wants people to hear the truth, mm-hmm. 
this fight with a cost. I, right. I guess she doesn't really understand what how bad the show is. Yeah, which is strange because has she not watched it? Like they have a cuckoo of the week. Does she think <laughs> she's gonna not get that? I mean, I like the, the these shows are probably all. It's kind of like um, uh, th- that whole Springer genre of kind of gotcha-ing people. Yeah. It's, I think it's probably sort of like how, like, you go to, like, a strip club, right? And um, you know that the strippers, when they're giving the men lap dances, right? Uh-huh. Are you guys with me on this? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you know that they're doing it for money. Until they get to you, then you like to imagine that it's, you know, uh-huh. they just, they're actually enjoying it and the money is sort of like not even necessary in the transaction. This time it's different. Yeah, so it's, it's always different for you, is what I'm saying. In a way that's this like totally relatable. Is that what happens in strip clubs? It's what? That you actually relate. No, I, think... I don't think. <laughs> Well, there's an L. I mean, I guess it depends on the the character of the the man. I mean, there might be a kind of man that likes the idea that he can influence a woman to behave in a certain way for cash. But then, ultimately, on some level, there is a fantasy element to it where you know it's 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 simulated attraction. You know, it's it's basically like like she's pretending to be interested. For, for reasons other than what she should be re- interested for. Am I right? Am I crazy here? Yeah. That's perfect sense. But then on like another level, there are probably men who would pretend or like to think that it has nothing to do with the money and that it's just that like he's such a great guy. Like he, All the other patrons are different. He yeah, they all suck. Is the special one that the yeah. the ladies really do like, you know? So Raquel thinks that she's going to be the one that goes on the show, and they're going to be like, "Yep, you're right. It is an alien. All the other people are crazy, but you're not. You're special." Yep. Okay, that was a good story. Good segue about strip clubs. <laughs> So that's exactly what doesn't happen to Raquel. She goes on that show and is terribly humiliated by a very unfunny and mean host. Yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, the the host's performance was kind of predicated on um, a lot of the time he would uh, like his character would be assuming that the 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 shot on him would have ended and he would like kind of you know, roll his eyes or something. You don't think was, he was it, it was it was mugging, played a little broadly. I mugging thought. for the uh for the camera? I thought he was. No, kind of um uh mugging for the camera in a way that's not as though he's being caught with the hot cam. Mm. The uh Ray Ray Scott was uh, played by Ray Burke born in Flint, Mich- Michigan, 1943. Mm. It's probably when it was still uh, a little bit more prosperous than it uh, than it is now. His last Waterman. role was a uh, 
played Dr. Shapiro in A Serious Man. I think that's a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, isn't it? that's, yeah, that's, that's a big role. one of the uh, sad ones. Yeah, I never watched that one. Doesn't doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> I've never I seen. Hear uh, no Country for Old Men makes more sense if you watch that one or something. Oh, I've never seen um, Barton Fink either. Though I do like um, John Turturro, so maybe I should check it out. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so Raquel goes on the show. She's get she gets made fun of by, uh, what's his name again? Larry Scott, Ray Lenny, Park. Lenny, Lenny Scott, Scott. Henry yeah. Smith, Lenny Scott. <laughs> she gets the cuckoo of the week, right? Uh no, she does not. Well, she gets a cuckoo. They they bring the cuckoo bird down, but the winner of the cuckoo of the week is the show's caller. No, Alf. that's cuckoo of the month. Oh, yeah, that's cuckoo of the month. So she got cuckoo of the week. He got cuckoo of the month. Yeah, Tanners were watching the show and so they... were feeling really bad for her and especially Alf. Mm-hmm. So he decides and, uh, to call the show. Yeah, his guilt seems to have gotten the best of him. Um, but like. He's in the same week, so surely if he was cuckoo of the month, he would also have been cuckoo of that week. Well, we just don't know what the system is, you know. I think it mm. sounds problematic because, like, if you have a cuckoo of the month and a separate cuckoo of the week, I feel like you're always holding on to the cuckoo of the month because, you know, you don't want to waste it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you had to do the cuckoo of the month at the end of the month and review... The, all the guests for that month and then choose that's what one would expect yeah yeah it sounds like the the whole system is just completely fucked um yeah alf calling in is completely fucked as well like uh he 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 does a lot of things in in, in this app that i i i just don't think that a sensible person did you guys uh did we lose james Brilliant. yeah yeah you you were breaking up uh Oh, somebody, uh, somebody using your Wi-Fi. Microphone. Is that better? So you don't think that yeah. Alf was being like consistent with his own character? No, the opposite of that. He's being consistent, but he's not acting in a way that I think is sensible for any. Like he's, he's just making things worse. Like he's egging on this woman when you know it really would be more healthy for her to just kind of, just kind of forget about the aliens. Yeah, maybe yeah, she's right. Well, yeah, but problem. everyone else around her is determined to gaslight her, even her husband. Yeah, but he thinks she's wrong, though. So, at least I don't Trevor. I don't agree with you, James. Here, because uh, I read the story about a man who was sure he was like a giraffe or something, mm-hmm. like, and all the attempts of people trying to tell him that he, he's not a giraffe didn't help he was just really upset mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then a doctor got somebody to write like a pseudo scientific paper that in some cases people may like look like giraffes or like be giraffes or something like that <laughs> and gave that paper to him and after that he finally like found peace with himself or whatever hmm. <laughs> so like <laughs> so, he was so a giraffe what... it was confirmed 
<laughs> no, a real giraffe. No. So, the idea here is like, okay, you're right. So what? <laughs> okay, you're a giraffe. Now what? Yeah. Because they don't want her to do anything about it. And Alf doesn't want her to do anything about it. He doesn't want to get dissected. She doesn't seem to actually want to do anything about it either. She just wants to just, like, complain. <laughs> and w- sit and watch westerns on the TV. Yeah, which is what she's doing in the next scene. But I think I think um, what they're trying to do here is show Alf's um, compassion. Like, Alf yeah. is the only one acting in a way in this episode that is uh, even remotely uh, compassionate. I mean, he, the, the, the Tanners are looking to convince Raquel that she is uh, psychotic for their own convenience. Mm-hmm. He respects her. <laughs> and it's like, ultimately, they don't even know that they can't trust Raquel. Like, why can't they just bring her into the loop? Yeah, that's unclear. She's a neighborhood busybody. Sure, but like... What about Kate's mom? Right, and Kate's mom hates Elf. We don't even know that Raquel would hate Elf. So anyway, um, Elf is feeling guilty, and rightfully, rightfully so. Um, So he... um, Cooks up a plan, which is similar to the uh, the giraffe paper. That um, well, yeah, that's that's precisely what he does. Yeah, he he cooks up like a a story to make it so that it's she's right and it's okay and nothing else has has to happen other than that she um, feeds him pumpkin pies. And can move on so, with her life. But how how does he do it? He he just cuts into her TV stream somehow. Yeah, I think he um like intercepts her cable somehow. Yep. And um. And oddly, he doesn't use any alien tech for any he, of this operation. I think this is another he example. He sold all of it already. I think this yeah. is another example of where it's like Alf actually is pretty smart because like he has a spaceship and like he knows about technology and stuff because but he's his, an his solution is so low fi well that's all he has though at his disposal i mean like what is what is he going to use like from his ship to, to do this i mean surely something that's better than a, a pair of goggles and what egg beaters i mean i think uh it's a good point, but I think if you're making that point about this episode, you could make it about the whole series. Like, why are there not yes. more device, plot devices derived from his alien technology? Like, you don't even know where the ship is. It's like... You never even see why it. Why even bother to have an alien on the show? Oh, actually, that's a good question. Where the he hell just behaves like ship? someone from Earth. I don't know where they keep the ship. The ship. Like, it was in the garage. Well, to show... To show... To show that we're all the same. At heart. We're all the same. <laughs> well, he sure does uh, love to make the pop culture references. Yeah. Because he signs a... off with um, 
uh, basically the Marty McFly, I'm Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan gag. It just it yeah. seems like a um, a missed opportunity for the show in general that they have like a handful of episodes here and there that are de- that where the plot is kind of derived from some crisis that relates to Alf being an alien and them living in this like wider universe. But most of the episodes, it's just like he's just like a a dog that's getting into trouble. <laughs> it's just a talking dog. Like you could picture the whole series being like more like Red Dwarf or something, where it's like uh-huh. it's got like a talking toaster, yeah. like yeah, there's a monster of the week every week. Yeah, we and should talk to uh, Paul Fusco about this. Maybe he fucking blew it with his stupid, <laughs> stupid ass, like, dumbass. It seems show. like the the like the worst kind of sci-fi that you could possibly make. Well, it's like all of the um, implausibility of sci-fi without any of the allegory. Although um, Red Dwarf was probably kind of a little bit guilty of that as well, because like my my memory of Red Dwarf humor is it involves a lot of references to like '80s UK celebrities. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's the joke, like oh yeah, they mentioned Brooke Shields, but like it's. It's not like a funny joke on its own. It's just, oh, remember this celebrity. And there's a lot of uh, Indian food humor too. <laughs> a lot of a lot of references to Vindaloo. At least one per episode, I believe. Because it's pretty good. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. So Alf hijacks Raquel's cable. And records or does like a live um, broadcast to her and says like, hey, look, you're right. I'm an alien. Um, you're not crazy. Uh, leave some pumpkin pies out for me once a week. Um, and you can get on with your life. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty He's much it, right? Happy. Yeah. It works. She's cured. Mm-hmm. She does. It's it's funny. She she does look um, even more disheveled in this scene than usual, which is like she's basically always in those kind of like baggy house dresses. Yeah. So I wouldn't it's have thought like it a, would be possible to make her look even more disheveled. Like a method actress. Like she probably stayed up all night. <laughs> yeah. Did a lot of drugs. What? Did a lot of drugs. Oh, did a lot of drugs. I mean, this is probably yeah. a given on the offset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as Alf is like doing this message to Raquel, the Tanners come in and sort of like barely allow him to do it, even though it's like pretty obvious what he's doing and that it's going to solve all the problems. I was like, I mean, Willie's like, oh, stop, stop. <laughs> and then Kate's like, well, perhaps nope. The, perhaps the concern is not so much uh, that he's doing something that will solve the problem, but that uh, he is the sort of creature that, whom you perhaps do not necessarily trust to solve the problem. Right. A la um, Hillary Clinton saying, oh, yeah, I, I would miss all the hell out of Syria, you know, hours before uh, her um, Republican counterpart does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, it's with the, the they're they're both secretly uh, centrists. <laughs> let's, let's face secretly. it. <laughs> secretly. Um. So the Tanners. Um. At the end of it, when Alf signs off, um. Are proud of Alf. They have this like really like shit eating like look of pride <laughs> for Alf, and they're like Alf, Alf, you did good. Was that right? Is that what it sounded like? <laughs> yeah, that was a perfect like impression of Kate Tanner. Alf. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then, um, what's the, uh, the, the, so that's, oh, so, and also Raquel's, like, runs and to tell Trevor that, like, everything's fine now. Mm. Even though, like, she was right. And he still thinks that she's insane. But, um, <laughs> so in the last scene, I think Trevor comes over and says, like, Raquel's much better. Yeah, chopping um, a cigar, wearing a very loud shirt. Yeah. And what what is his shirt? It looks like it says like Josephine or. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. It's... There is some text on it. Yeah. Josephine. It says I, yeah, Josephine. it's Joseph something. I don't. I don't get it. It's like a religious shirt. This is like. Joseph, Maybe. Like. For Easter. For Easter, yeah. Um. And my my uh, psychological assessment is that this this was all just a, a terrible move, and of course my 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 school of psychology has been disproven by the panel. Yeah, um, we like, decided I, that you I were wrong like, about it. Like feeding this delusion would only just kind of make her more obsessed, particularly in the tantalizing kind of way of, oh, you know, I'm sort of gone, but I'm still sort of around. It just it just seems like not the way to get her to stop making a big deal about the alien. Because mm-hmm. like, if I were Raquel, my next move would have been to you know get back on with the with the TV hosts or whatever and go. He he caught, he went on he was on my television. Yeah. Or put uh, put a camera on the pie. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be a smart move, but. You know, we're just trying to wrap up the episode here, you know, for, for, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Let's, 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 let's just let them have their their moment. Kind of a little slack. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I definitely spoiler alert: the the Akmonics do become aware of Alf in, I think, like the third season. So, right, well, it takes care of itself. At least part of them. Yeah. So we're just um, we've we've missled Syria, and it's all going to work out. It's all fine. Yep. Missiles, missiles away. Uh, sorry, I'm sending a uh, text message on my watch. There, sent. Okay, so is truly, now. this is the future. <laughs> so, do, so um, Trevor comes over and he's looking for the pumpkin pies, right? No, he's just asking whether they've seen who who takes them or not. But Why he doesn't does he really think... care. Where is she getting pumpkin pie like all year round? It's kind of seasonal. It's usually like a Thanksgiving, autumn. Maybe thing. it's autumn. 
I guess you can Although get... Trim um, is wearing a distinctly summery shirt. No, I think... I mean, like, the implication was that the alien wanted her just to do that in perpetuity. Mm. I guess you can I always I mean, does get... he really think, like, beyond a few weeks in advance, though? No, I guess not. And you can always get canned pumpkin pie mix anyway. Mm. Well, that, that answers come, that. Come down to Australia. We can make you a pumpkin pie right now. Really? It's autumn. Yeah. Do you guys eat pumpkin pie? Uh, I mean, we do, but we lived in the United States, so. So it's like not it's not usual. You can get it's like not a, a staple, though. Like a Subaru full of pumpkin pies. Yeah, I've got one out parked out the back. <laughs> come on over. It's quintessential Aussie culture. <laughs> And so that's the end of the episode, right? That's the yep. end. Cool. Because Evan. And then uh, uh, Daily Motion thinks that next I should watch an episode of Rick and Morty. So I mean, they're both sort of sci-fi, I guess. Sure. So any uh, any closing thoughts on this uh, unpleasant chapter? Uh, I have uh, something. That we didn't uh, mention previously Ooh. is that there was a scene where uh, Willie comes home and Alf addresses him as uh, "Hi, honey." <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. A rare moment of homoeroticism in Reagan's America. Yeah. The, is that a simple joke or is it a nod to some relationship going between them? <laughs> I oh, remember, like, where the smoke this fire, come on. I remember a lot of j- jokes like that in shows, like, be like, like, the the joke is that, like, the dad called the mom, mom, like, the kids are saying, like, yeah, mom, yeah, mom, and it's like, the dad's like, yeah, mom. Yeah, like, mom. <laughs> like, 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 the joke is that, like, we're just switching around the words we're using for different family members slightly mm-hmm. yeah but i'm just you know we're, we're building all sorts of theories in this podcast so and it, and it has to have sexual you know connotations we only get brief glimpses at these at their lives there's probably a whole romantic relationship so, did, did you guys see that that movie uh, Lincoln? No. What with the um, Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah. Uh, I saw the trailer. So, like, you know how like Lincoln was rumored to have some uh, some gay right, some, affairs, some homoerotic leanings. There were some little winks to that throughout the movie, like somebody yeah. asked, asking if he if he needed company in his bedroom and stuff like that. I think this is like that. Like, you know, Willie and Alf had a complicated relationship over the course of many years. Many mm-hmm. different, took many forms, and we're only seeing some of it. Mm. And I think that Daniel Day-Lewis Day and Max Wright are equally good actors. Yeah. I think um, Max Wright's probably still in character today, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We just don't know what's happening with Mike's right. He's trapped. Mm. 
Gumba, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? I need more painkillers. <laughs> to numb the pain from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just hang in there. Hang in there. Okay. Uh, I'll try. I'll try. But it's hard. Oh, dear. Ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we should call it. I think this is good. So um, if you are listening and you have made it this deep into this episode, you really have very little excuse not to send out a tweet with the hashtag Alpha's Beck and Podform. Just to let us know. Tweet out. You know. Yeah, tweet it. Tweet at, uh, at Byrobot. And at Gumba Master. At Sheevesy. Just, I mean, let's just not make it too complicated for them, you know. As long right. as that hashtag just, is in just there. Just Gumba. I'll set yeah, up some kind we'll... of... Yeah, do it at Byrobot. Don't include Gumba. Let's just simplify it to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um... I guess we'll do another one of these in a couple months. Yeah. No, let's do it sooner. We'll do it sooner. We'll, we'll do it sooner. We'll get through it, um, uh, like on the on the final episode of season four or whatever. That's the day that we'll all die. <laughs> it is written. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks uh, for joining, guys. It's been a lot of fun for me, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And, um, and tolerating this for so long. Um, and I will uh, catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Wait!